apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 3389238, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML3389238, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC3389238, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. It's two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And week 15 is upon us in the NFL. And we got a huge matchup in the NFC West to open things up as the 9-4 and San Francisco 49ers head to Seattle to face the Seahawks. And this should be a really, really close competitive game between these two teams. Brock Prudy, he looked really, really good in his first start uh, for the 49ers. Uh, he, he played really well. I think the Niners got that running game going, too, last Sunday. And for Seattle, they had probably their worst loss of the season. Geno Smith probably played one of his worst games of the season, throwing a couple of interceptions. But in this game, I think I think Geno Smith plays pretty well. I think he bounces back this week. He plays pretty well. But I also think Brock Purdy is a pretty good game, too. I think this is close. It comes right down to the end. But I'm going to take the team with the better roster and the better record and the better – and no, I don't want to say the better coach, but with the better record and the better roster. And that's why I got the 49ers winning this game 23-20. But, Justin, can Geno Smith bounce back this week and keep the Niners' hopes to win the NFC West alive? I don't think so. I got the Niners as well, 23-16. to 16. Um, You know, as you mentioned, yeah, Geno Smith that first time around, they really struggled. Um, Their offense, that's, yeah, probably the worst game of the season. And I think the Niners get after him, after Geno Smith. I know there's a chance they can get Kenneth Walker back, but if not, you know, I think they're really going to struggle to be able to run the football in this game. And I think, you know, and if they have to be one-dimensional, I think that makes it even easier for San Francisco to get after Geno Smith. 
And I think that's going to make the difference in that in the ball game. I know that Seattle's a tough place to play, a primetime game, but I just think the Niners right now, even with Purdy, maybe he shows a little bit in his first road start, but I, I have the Niners going on the road getting a victory. Yeah, I think I think the Niners are I think they're gonna win this game too. And I think they proved last week they're clearly the second best team in the NFC. They're a better team in the Cowboys and they're a better team in the Vikings, even with Brock Prudy, because I feel like the coaching is 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 really good. The roster, there just isn't much weaknesses on this Niners roster. I mean, yeah, Prudy is unproven, but they got a good offensive line, great running game. Debo did get hurt, which definitely could play a factor in this game, I think. But Debo did get hurt, but they got one of the t- best tight ends in the league in George Kittle, and their defense is the best in football. I mean, with Boza, with 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 Warner, with Greenlaw, with Tredavious Ward, with the, the safety. I think Hungo, I'm trying to pronounce his last name, but I think right now the 49ers proved last week they are clearly the second-best team in the NFC. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, yeah, the way they dismantled the Buccaneers, I know it's a Bucs team that's really struggling, but they absolutely dominated that game. Um, their defense is just making it, you know, it's – and their defense really stepped up even more last week. Um, and just, you know, they gave Tampa Bay fits. They weren't able to get anything going. And, yeah, you know, I know hopefully for them, Debo's back before the playoffs. And there's a chance you might get Jimmy G back at by, you know – you know, right around kind of maybe we're in the FC, NFC championship game. And again, if it, I think Brock Purdy can get you to that point with how, with kind of how wide open the NFC is right now. So yeah, you know, this Niners team's right there and they, I, they still got a shot to, uh, I think win the Super Bowl because yeah, their, their defense is playing really well. Maybe there's a chance to get Jimmy G back. Yeah, they definitely, and they definitely answered that question last week that they have a chance to win the Super Bowl because, uh, you know, the way they beat the 49, the way they beat the Buccaneers, uh, the way this roster, this roster was, and the way Brock Prudy played. I, I had questions for him after, before last week, but after, after last week, I'm convinced they have a, they have a real, I, I still think the Eagles are a little bit better, but they have a really good chance to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, they absolutely do. You know, Purdy made a couple of really nice throws last week. Uh, you know, again, maybe being a four year guy, he, maybe wasn't too rattled coming in this moment and kind of, you know, he's an older guy that's played a lot of football and you kind of see, yeah, he wasn't really intimidated by the moment. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think the Eagles are still a little bit better than them, but I think the Niners could go there in Philly and still have a chance. Maybe with Jimmy G, I feel a little bit better about that, but yeah, you know, right now Eagles, the way they're playing, um, the way they just can hurt you anyway, offensively. Um, yeah. You know, the Eagles, a little bit better, but yeah, that that Niners, um, the Niners defense, so will will um absolutely keep them in a, in a ball game with the Eagles, even if it's Purdy starting. It, it may be in the NFC Championship game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now moving on to the huge game in the NFC East on Sunday night between the Giants and the Commanders. Both teams seven five and one. Both teams played two weeks ago to a tie. This game is massive for both teams, and I think this game for Daniel Jones. This is the biggest game of Daniel Jones's career. Uh, Jordan Renan said it on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. This game could very, very easily determine if he doesn't. This game could very, very easily determine what the Giants do with him in the offseason. I mean, if he has a bad game in this spot, he is Owen. Daniel Jones is 0 9 in primetime games, and his stats are 12 touchdowns, 13 picks. Now, some of these games losses were not on him. The, the game in Philadelphia two years ago where Evan Ingram drops the ball, uh, that's, that's not on him. They would have won that game if Ingram caught the ball. The game last year with Dexter Lawrence jumps off sides. So not all of them are on him, but he has definitely had some bad, bad, bad primetime performances. You remember last year against the Bucs. Remember two years ago against the Bucs. We remember uh, that game against the Steelers on opening night where he threw that horrendous interception. So he has had some – he also has – he definitely has had some bad 
primetime games. And if you're walking out of the, if you're Joe Shannon, Brian Dable, and you're walking out of this game with, with Daniel Jones being 0 and 10, that's not, that's the, I know I'm for me, I would have Daniel Jones back regardless of what happens. Cause I think he's played well enough to be back next year, but for a new regime like Brian Dable and Joe Shane, a quarterback that's 0 and 10 in primetime games, that's definitely going to get them to, 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 to really think about if they want this guy coming back next year. But for the game, I think this is a close competitive NFC East battle, but I do think this is going to be Saquon's best game since the Houston game. It's got to be. I think I think he finally, finally has a big game for this team. I think he has – I think Daniel Jones plays mistake-free football, and the biggest key is I think he makes less mistakes than Taylor Heineke. I do think the Giants defense is going to force Heineke to make a mistake or two. Because uh, Heineke does throw that one bad interception a game, and I do think the Commanders will have some success running the ball, but not not a ton of success. I think it's low scoring. I think it's close and competitive. But I'm going to go with the Giants to win this game, 23 to 17. But Justin, can Taylor Heineke lead the Commanders to their eighth win of the season? I think he does. I get the uh, Commanders 21 to 14. Um, I think you know they're, they're coming off a bye. You know they've just been playing. Washington's playing really really well. Um, you know, it's something too in this game where both teams aren't really explosive offensively. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I think Brian Robinson does enough on the ground. I think Heineke makes enough plays, and I think Terry McLaurin has a couple big receptions in this game. You know, the, as you know, the Giants secondary hasn't been great, um, and I think that's something Heineke's going to be able to um, to 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 expose in, in, on Sunday night. I think their their receivers made a couple big plays in this one. Um, I think Washington gets out ahead. I think, you know, they're able to stay ahead, kind of, you know, be able to run the football well enough, use play action. I think Washington at home finds a way to knock off the Giants. And again, that's the big key to the game is which team can can get a big lead. Yes, in the first game, Washington got a 10 nothing lead, but they but the Giants, but by halftime, the, the Giants tied the game. The Giants, it was 13-13. So really, but if Washington can get a two or three score lead in this game, or whatever team gets a, at least like a, three score lead a two to three score lead I think wins this game I think and and if whoever could shut down the run game is going to win this game as well I I think obviously it's going to be close and competitive and and obviously we talked about Daniel Jones and and Saquon Barkley too these are these are just a huge game for these this is a much bigger game for those two players than the organization itself because the organization you know Joe Shane and Brian Dable they're going to be back regardless of what happens if the Giants lose this game and like I said earlier this team could very very easily be moving on from Saquon. If they lose this game and don't make the playoffs, I could see this team moving on from Barkley, and I could, I could see him moving on from Barkley, and I could see him moving on from Daniel Jones. Probably Jones more likely than Barkley because they did try to get something done with Barkley during the bye week, but I could very easily see this team moving on from both if they don't win this game. Or yeah. don't, 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 don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do agree with you there. Yeah, because I, I think if you don't either, and, it's, and, if, and as you mentioned, if Jones doesn't play well, I think you're going to hear probably from some fans that still don't believe Daniel Jones is a guy. And, you know, they're, they're going to be hearing the noise that they want somebody different than Daniel Jones at their starting quarterback for the future. Um, yeah, he hasn't played awful. Um, but, yeah, the last couple of weeks, the offense just, again, you know, it's something where if they're not getting ahead, they're not a team built to play from behind. And, again, that part of it's because all the wide receivers are hurt. You know, I, I oh, think yeah. they have a good wide receiver yeah, core. Yeah, Daniel Jones, I think, has potential to make cup, to, to bring teams uh, to, to come to make comebacks in games. The receiving core is obviously clearly the biggest issue. And we've been saying yeah, that all I year. Think, 
Yeah, that that is, and that in the offensive line, I think he's been sacked the second most time for a certain quarter. Oh yeah, I mean, really, outside of Andrew Thomas, uh, the offensive line hasn't been good at all. No, it hasn't. You know, that's been another thing. So it's not all on Daniel Jones, but I do think you know, as we know, the quarterbacks get more blame and they get more praise than any other position, probably in all of sports. So it's it's a tough spot, and and yeah, you know, if they don't play well on Sunday night, it's going to continue to hear the same thing. And yeah, they got to make the right decision. But you know, I think it depends. Like if you get Daniel Jones back for a couple of years, like twenty twenty five million dollars, I think that's not a bad deal. I don't know what he's looking for, but yeah, it's, it's totally a big one for for Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley to, to go on the road and get this win on uh, Sunday night. Absolutely, absolutely, without question. Because looking at it right now, if the Giants beat the beat the Commanders and they beat the Colts, they're in the playoffs. They're definitely in the playoffs because the only way they wouldn't be is if uh, the Seahawks and the Lions ran the table. And I and listen, I, I definitely don't see the Seahawks running the table. Looking at what they have with them having San Francisco and Kansas City back to back, I definitely don't see the Seahawks running the table and the lions. Yes, they're hot. And I could, and then there's definitely a good chance. Look at their schedule with the jets, uh, green Bay, Chicago, and uh, Carolina, but are they good enough to win the next to win four in a row? That, that tie was huge for the giants because that eliminates the tiebreaker with the Seahawks and the lions. And that's exact. And that's, and that's why if they win, the giants win the next two, they're definitely in the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, that ninth one will get them in. Yeah, because I'm with you. I I kind of think after last week, maybe Seattle's kind of magic this year, maybe starting to run out, you know, on the lines. Yeah, you know, they play, have played well. I still don't trust that defense a lot. You know, they got a tough one this week going to the Meadowlands or going to New York playing the um, playing the Jets. But, yeah, their schedule's kind of – it's kind of favorable as well. Um, but, yeah, if they can get this one, you know, and I, I, I can't see them losing to the Colts. Again, we've talked about it. Going to Minnesota is going to be tough, but I think that's a game, you know, the Giants could win. I, I you know, like I think, you know, I know we'll talk about that game next week, but I, I think it's a game that Giants could win as well. So, yeah, I think the Giants win this one. I, I think there's a very, very good chance they, they'll end up in the playoffs. Absolutely. Without question. I think if they win this game, Jordan Renan said earlier today, I think if they win this game, they have an 80% chance to win to make the playoffs because they're pretty much assuming they're going to they're gonna take care of business against the Colts. So, this is this is huge for both teams because even Washington, if they win this game, yeah, it's tough playing San Francisco and Dallas, but they do have Cleveland sandwiched in between, and Cleveland hasn't played hasn't played hasn't played Deshaun Watson hasn't played that well, and that game at the end might not matter to Dallas. So, really, the winner of this game has a great chance to be in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, they they absolutely do, and it's a big one for Ron Rivera because I know that that seat has definitely cooled off, but you know, before the year, kind of that one and four, one and five start they had. You know, it was not sounding good for Ron Rivera. So, yeah, if he can get to the playoffs, you know, absolutely guarantees himself another year next year. Oh, without question. Without question. I mean, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. I think it's actually – I think f- f- uh, in terms of uh, the organization, the organizations, I think this is actually a bigger game for the commanders as an organization because, because yeah, Ron Rivera could end up getting fired if this team doesn't make the playoffs. But for, but, but, but for the players – I think it's a it's a huge game for but, but for like Jones and Barkley it's a humongous game for them because if they lose they're not back Dable and Shane it doesn't matter how the season ends they're definitely back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, for the Giants, yeah, it's definitely bigger for Jones and, and Barkley. Then yeah, for the Commanders, yeah, with kind of all, all the stuff going behind the scenes with with Snyder and all that, you know, it kind of maybe take a little bit off of you know the organization that team can find a way to get to the playoffs. 
and yeah, you know, Ron Rivera, you know, it's big for him because, you know, they, they've been playing so well. And if they kind of tank here down the stretch and they can't finish, yeah, you know, may, you know, they, you know, there's definitely a chance that uh, he's not on the sidelines next year. So, yeah, absolutely. I could see uh, that for an organization-wise, this is definitely, you know, means more for um, Washington. Absolutely. 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 We got a we got a big game at MetLife Stadium this Sunday as the Lions, the Red Hot Detroit Lions, travel to the Meadowlands to face the Jets. It looks like Mike White is going to start. Uh, Quentin Williams, we'll see if he plays or not, and that definitely could make a difference. But I think this game is really close and competitive. I think Mike White, I think the Jets, the key to the Jets is they got to be able to run the ball. I don't care who's even in the backfield if it's Bam if it's Bam Knight or I think it's going to be Bam Knight. They got to be able to run the football in this game. The Jets, that, that, that is a big key for them. Because if, if they don't have a big day on the ground, I think they lose this game. But I do think they have a big day on the ground. I think Jared Goff has a decent game, but not a great game. Big thing to big thing. The big thing with Jared Goff this year is at home, 20 touchdowns, three picks. The team is four and four. On the road, two touchdowns, four picks. He's been a different quarterback away from Ford Field. And I think. I don't think he plays terrible on Sunday, but I think he makes that big mistake late in the game. And I think the Jets pull this one out. I think I think Mike White makes less mistakes than Jared Goff, and I think the Jets are the team that pulls this one out. I got the Jets going to 8-6 and six and winning this game 24-20. to 20. But, Justin, can Goff stay hot and keep the Lions in the playoff race? I'm with you. I got the Jets as well, 24-21 to uh, 21 in this one. Yeah, as you mentioned the stats, I, you know, um, Goff, you know, it's definitely helped playing the dome. Um, you know, now this week you're going out to the cold winter of, uh, you know, the Meadowlands. I think, yeah, there could be a little bit of struggle. Um, the way the Jets have been playing, I know they lost a tough one last week to the Bills. Um, but, yeah, you know, if, if Quinn Williams be able to play, the Lions defensive line has been pretty good. But I think Quinn Williams um, up front could kind of, you know, you know, disrupt that running game. And I think the Jets defense plays well. And I think, you know, Mike White, you know, for – the guts to have go going back out there last week. I think they're able to control the clock. And I think golf. Yeah. I agree. Makes that like one key interception this game that cost the lines a game. And I think the jets at home figure out a way to uh, knock off the lines. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. This, but, and, and again, as we've said, this was a big game for Daniel Jones. This is to me a huge game for Jared Goff Cause you look at the Rams, you look at them struggling. They can have a very, very high pick. And if Jared Goff keeps losing games on the road, and keeps not playing well on the road. I know he's played really well at home, but if he keeps struggling on the road, the organization's probably going to say, we, 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 could, uh, we, we, we probably want to look at one of the quarterbacks. So it, this, is, this is a huge game for Jared Goff. And for the Jets, they, I, they're ahead of schedule. And uh, if they can get to the playoffs, great. But if they want to win this game, obviously they got to be able to run the football and they got to be able to play good defense, which I'm confident they're going to play good defense. Are they going to be able to run the ball? That's the question. But ultimately, the big story in this game is this is a huge game for Jared Goff. He wants to be the starter going forward in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this, you know, because there's been talk, yeah, that, you know, Lions could go out and go find somebody this offseason or in the draft. I'd wait second round and go get Jake Hayner out of Fresno State. I think he's going to be the best out of this class. Wow. At the quarterback spot. Uh, I'm not really sold yet on Stroud or, or Young, but, um, and, you know, but, um, you know, especially with all the, all the weapons they have, you know, Jameson Williams and his debut looked really good. You got Swift and you got another kind of capable back in Jamal Williams when Swift's been out this year. It's been good. Um, you know, St. Brown's had a really good year. So yeah, with all the weapons the Lions have, you know, if they don't think golf's a guy kind of here to get them the playoffs and yeah, if he kind of struggles on the road this week, you know, 
you know, I, I could see the line definitely making a move at quarterback. If they do think there's a better option out there because, you know, the defense needs some work, but that offense is, you know, that offense has been really, really good. And if golf is the one that holds them back, then, you know, I, absolutely. It, it's, you know, that I think they would go out and go try to find another quarterback in the draft or, I don't know, maybe, maybe they like somebody that they could trade for. That's possible. You know, um, I could definitely see that happen this off season. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is golf. Yeah, he's been great at home, but the and if they didn't have that, that, that the Rams didn't have that high of a pick, I think they would keep golf. But just seeing where that Rams pick is going to be, and seeing where the future of the what the future of this team could be, say C.J. Stroud is on this team, and say, say C.J. Stroud is the quarterback, and he pans out, this this is a perennial Super Bowl contender. If they could improve on defense, this could be a perennial Super Bowl contender for the next decade. Because because the talent the talent they got on offense, so uh, yeah, so yeah, this is a huge game for Jared Goff, but also big game for the Jets. It would be good for them to get to the playoffs for the first time in twelve years. Yeah, absolutely would. It's it's been a while, you know. New York obviously would love to kind of you know because it's been a while really since both teams you know have been relevant, and yeah, they're right there with the Chargers. New England's right there as well, which you know does hurt that they lost that tiebreaker that you know in head-to-head meetings but um yeah it's a big one because you got the short week with the Jags coming up here thursday night next week so yeah the jets could win this one you know they they could be you know going to seattle here you know um nine and six kind of you know looking good for to get a playoff spot so yeah you know for the for the jets it's absolutely a big one it's a big kind of two game you know homestand here for them to to try to uh position themselves for the final couple weeks to make a playoff run Absolutely. I mean, if they, if they, they, they need, they, if they want to be in, if they want to be in the playoffs, I think they need to beat both the lions and the Jaguars and they may have to win that dolphins game at the end, because you look at the Chargers' schedule are coming up. They it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. They got, I mean, the Titans will be, won't be, that won't be uh, that easy, but they got the Titans, they got the Colts, they got the Rams and they got the Broncos. So their schedule is very favorable and they very easily can go 11 and six. So the jets, I think they, they may have to, uh, they may have to win that Miami game to get in. So, so they, they, if, unlike in the in the AFC in the NFC where you can get in, get in with nine wins, you're gonna I think you're gonna have to get to ten. In the in in, in the in the NFC where you can get in, unlike the NFC where you can get in with nine wins, in the AFC you're gonna have to get to ten. Yeah, you can absolutely see it. See it. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, the, the LA schedule is not great. Um, you know, after this week against the Titans, yeah, you know, there there's a possibility they could kind of finish up three and zero. Um, and yeah, for the Jets, yeah, you know, that Dolphins won. Maybe they they can lock into a seed, and maybe you get some of the backups that game. Um, you know I, that's maybe a possibility, but you know we'll see when the time comes. But yeah, you know the AFC's kind of been loaded. There's you know been a lot of you know good teams and in, in it, and yeah, it'll be a big one for the Jets to find a way. And yeah, you know it, it's a game two at home where. I know it's a pick on, but I do think they're a little better. And then with the Jacks two next week, it's it's two games. I feel like, you know, that, you know, um, the Meadowlands will be rocking for those two games to try to get them, you know, that, um, you know, extra there to help them get to help, help them get the win, help them get to the playoffs. But, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, definitely a couple of big stretch, two games here because, uh, yeah, the Chargers could possibly here, you know, if they can find a way to beat Tennessee this week, could find a way to win out, win out um, the remainder of the schedule. Absolutely. So we'll move on to a big matchup in the AFC East on Saturday night as the Dolphins travel to Buffalo to face the Bills, and the weather conditions are supposed to be terrible in this game. And I, that's, I think Tua's going to struggle again. I think he's going to really struggle, and he's going to throw a couple picks. I think his, accurate, like his accuracy was terrible last week. I think that continues. I think they have trouble running the football. 
And I do think the Bills have a little bit of trouble on offense due to the weather, but I'll trust Josh Allen more than I trust Tua in bad weather. And that's why I got the Bills winning this. And I'm going to win it by two scores. I got the Bills beating the Dolphins 24 to 10. But Justin, can Tua lead the Dolphins to a sweep of the Bills? I don't see it. I got the Bills 24 to 14. And yeah, you talk about the weather. They had the, the Dolphins actually had the um, heaters on last week when they were in LA and it was 55 wow. degrees. So wow. that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's absurd. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So now you're going to Buffalo where it's, yeah, good chance of snow. It's going to be in the 20s. So I can't imagine Miami's going to want to be be out in those elements here. So I, I got the Bills. I think two is going to show in this game. They And if it's snowing, they, they've struggled to run the ball a year. And I think they kind of struggled against the Bills again this week. Yeah, I think two amazing couple interceptions. I think the Bills find a way um, to win this game by a couple scores. I think they're think they're going to struggle. Um, I think that Bills defense could get after two this week. And yeah, I don't. And and again, you know, it's been a tough stretch for the Dolphins with the back-to-back, you know, West Coast trips, and then now a third straight road game back in Buffalo. You know, on a short week, the NFL didn't do them favor to that either. So I think you know that's kind of been tough scheduling for him. So I think that could have a factor on him as well. So I think the Bills win this game by two scores and get revenge. We got a big matchup with your team, big matchup for not for the Raiders, but for your team as they travel to Vegas to face the Raiders. The Patriots are currently right now the seventh seed in the AFC. Uh, And for this game, I think, I think what's going to hurt the Patriots is their injuries this week. Because there's a chance that Jack Jones and Ramondre Stevenson might not play. And I think that's going to hurt them because I don't think the run, I don't think the running game will be like, like it was on a, on Monday night, I think that uh, I think the Raiders will contain the running game. I do think Mac Jones will make some plays in this game, but I don't think he's going to make a big mistake. And I do think Derek Carr is going to play pretty well. He's he, he's play, I mean, he hasn't played great this year, but he's but he has two really good skill guys with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. I think both I think both of them have pretty good games against the Patriots. I think this is close and competitive and come down to the end. But I think Max Crosby is the one that makes a play at the end where Mac Jones is trying to drive the Patriots down for a game winning score. And that's why I got the Raiders pulling the upset and beating the Patriots 27 to 23. But Justin, can Mac Jones keep the Pats in the last playoff spot in the AFC? I got the Raiders 2, 23 to 16. Um, I think McDaniels didn't call the game of his life this week. It just <laughs> I just have a feeling that he's been saving everything for this game Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, you know, we can't block anybody. And I, I think Chandler Jones could have a big day. Max Crosby could have a big day. We've not been good at the tackle spot. That's my big worry. It's been the outside um, kind of spots where we've, we haven't been good at all. And I, I think those two are just going to absolutely wreck us. Um, you know, and I, I think, you know, I like the way Pierre, Pierre Strong ran the football. You know, even even Harris, Calvin Harris ran the football the other night. But, yeah, I, I you know, I don't know if we'll have that much, much success against them this week. You know, Jones has been playing better. I, you know, that one interception last week, you know, probably should have the pocket awareness to know that um that ball was about to get tipped. But, um uh, you know, I think he makes some plays, but I just think, again, we just can't finish in the red zone. We kick a couple field goals. And I think the Raiders bounce back. They've been, you know, last week, the debacle there, you know, in L.A. But I, I think um then the Patriots, too, we just run the same four plays. It's a screen. <laughs> it's a, yep. you know, run up the middle. It just... Again, it's not that hard to prepare for. And I, I think Patrick Graham, he loves to send pressure. I think they do. And I think Mac is going to – it's going to be one of these games where I think he's going to get sacked five or six times. 
Yeah, if they don't run the ball, I could see that. With Max Crosby on the, on the other side, I could really see Mac Jones getting sacked a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, if they won on Monday night, but a big reason why they won was uh, Kyler Murray got hurt, and you saw the coach on the other side. That coach has got to be fired. That coach is absolutely terrible. I mean, he's absolutely terrible. He's, he's got to be fired. He's awful. I've, I've never seen more offensive penalties in one game in a long time. That The Cardinals were absolutely terrible on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Patriot offense was okay. I thought the defense did play pretty well, though. So I do think if they can contain Jacobs and get pressure with Uche and Judon, uh, Uche has really stepped up. Judon's yeah. obviously had a great year. If they can get pressure with those guys, I think they win the game. But I just think they're going to have an issue with Josh Jacobs in this game. I, I, just, I just think they do. And, that, and that's why I do think the Raiders uh, pull the upset. And Jack Jones, obviously, has had a good year. That's going to be a loss. And 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 Stevenson, it's it's going it's it's to, I think, could very easily be a loss in this game, too. If Jones and Stevenson don't play, those guys can definitely be losses. So that's why I don't think the Pats win this game. But say the Pats do win this game, I still think they got to find a way to win two of those three games against the Bengals, Dolphins, or Bills. Because I do think it's going to take 10 wins to get in in the AFC. I, but the Dolphin ones, if they say they win this game, that Dolphin game is going to be huge on, on New Year's Day. That's going to be a huge game. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets flexed to a 425 or a mm-hmm. Sunday night game because, because if they can say they could beat the Dolphins, uh, they, they could potentially have tiebreakers against the Jets and the Dolphins, and, and then, then there's, there's, there's a very good chance. And they also have the tiebreaker against the Chargers, so then there's a very good chance they beat the Dolphins. If the Dolphins is one of those wins, I, I think there is a, is a chance, that, a very good chance they could get the uh, n- n- number seven seed. But I still think – it's, 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 you're still going to have to, even if you win this week, I still think you're going to have to win two out of three to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, yeah, if we can find a way this week, yeah, we're going to have to. That ba- the way the Bengals are playing, I, I kind of imagine, I don't, it's, I know it's Foxborough, but I, 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 I think that one's going to be difficult. I'm hoping, yeah, you know, that Dolphin game could get flexed out and it could be a Sunday night, could be a nice, you know, 15 degrees, windy up there. Cold, and, and that, where that crowd is loud and Miami is just out of yep. it again. I, I definitely, yep. I, I, Miami has owned you guys though since Brady's left, but yeah. I definitely could see you guys winning that. I could see you guys winning that game. I don't think you're going to, but I could see that out of those three, that's definitely the game you got the best chance of winning at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I guess I have to keep cheering for the Bills and hope that they got that one spot locked up by week 18 where Allen's sitting, you know, Diggs is sitting. That I think that's the only chance. And let you know, yeah, and, and that is possible. Say they went out and yeah. Kansas City loses a game. But I don't think I don't think Kansas City is looking at looking at their schedule. I think they got uh, they got the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks uh, Raiders. No, oh, they, they they I don't I don't yeah. think they should lose a game. Uh, oh, they got and they got Tet Houston this week, so I don't think yeah. they're going to lose a game for the rest of the year. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that game is going to matter for the Bills for the number one seed. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it's probably gonna. And we're probably gonna need something like last Monday night, the last game last year, and then Monday night football where it was just windy. You know, they can you know. That that's kind of how we're gonna have to win that game somehow, where they just they can't throw the football, or we need a blizzard, you know. So, yeah, you know, we're gonna need the the weather, I probably for the Dolphins and the Bills game to be on our side and just kind of muck it up, like you know, that's kind of what the we're, we're best at doing. So, yeah, you know, those would be tough ones. Cause I, I I do agree. I don't. I, again, if the weather can impact the Bengals game, but their defense is playing really well too at the moment, where I I just don't. I, I think the Bengals out of you know. Bengals, I just I don't think there's much of a chance of winning that one. But yeah, the Dolphins and Bills um would be would be huge. They could find a way to win those two. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of the Bengals, they will head to Tampa to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And I do think this game is going to be close and competitive. Bengals have some injuries with Trey Hendrickson and uh, and and uh, T. Higgins. So I think this game is closer. I think the Bucs compete in this game. But I think the issue is going to be, I think Tom Brady's – I think the Bengals' defense is going to force Brady to make a mistake or two. I think Joe Burrow is going to make uh, play mistake-free and throw a couple touchdown passes. I do think Mixon has a decent game on the ground. And that's why I got the Bengals going to 10-4 and four and the Bucs going to 6-8. and eight. I got the Bengals winning this game 27-20. to 20. But, Justin, can the Bucs bounce back this week and keep their lead in the NFC South? I think the Bengals got on 24-20. I don't think I've ever seen Tom Brady so frustrated before. Um, oh, he is – you know, I, I, it's been a rough year for him. Um, I, I can't imagine their offense plays as poorly as it did last week. Um, but they, they got to get Evans and Godwin going, the, got going this week. They haven't been able to the football at all. And I think that's kind of what's hurt them, too. I know they've been banged up on the offensive line pretty much all year. Um, I think their defense keeps them in it. In it. I just I, – right now, I just don't think they make enough, enough plays. Again, they, they had six – you know, it took them, you know – 50, 55 minutes to get, you know, in that Saints game. And that's because, you know, the Saints kind of just sat back and and for a while, you know, and um, kind of just let them get a couple of completions and it ended up they're able to find a way to co- score, you know, late, you know, two touchdowns that game. So I just right now, the 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 Bucks, you know, like I, I still can't count out Tom Brady, but right now there's the way they're playing. I just, I can't see them right now being the Bengals who are just playing really well. And I think on the road, Cincinnati finds a way to to um, knock them off. This isn't a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I, and I've been a defender of the Bucs since Brady's came there. This is not a Super Bowl contender. They're not good enough defensively. They don't stop the run any near, anywhere near the way they did the last two years. And Brady, I still think he's a top 10 quarterback, which is amazing at 45, but he is not on uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, or Josh Allen, he's or Jalen or Jalen Hurts. He's not on that elite level anymore. He's a tier below the way the way he's played this year. He's still good. He's not great anymore. I yeah, know it's hard for yeah. you, hard for you to admit that as a, as a Brady fan. No, yeah, it is. You know, and again, I could see it. And and you know, I wonder if things would be different if that offensive line was healthy. You know, and if they got some sort of running game going, you know, maybe things would be a little bit different right now. Yeah, but but the problem now with Brady is he has to rely on other things to be to be good for him to yeah. be a top quarterback back in like 2013. He didn't have to rely on that stuff. He could just be great with anything and get to an AFC championship game. He could carry he, like there were years where you, you, you didn't sign resign guys and he carried you, you to, to the AFC championship game. Now th- th- this, this version of Tom Brady is just so good. I just don't think he could do that anymore. No. Yeah. I think, yeah. And again, at 45, it's tough to kind of, be the hero week in and week out. And you're kind of, again, you're seeing in the NBA with LeBron starting to kind of look like he's taking that step back. We've seen it with Rogers this year. So yeah, you know, I think that that air, this era is kind of coming to an end maybe, you know, you know, very soon. So yeah, again, he's not the same. Yeah. He hasn't kind of been the same this year. And I think Bulls too. Some of it, he's just so conservative. Oh, Bulls, as well. Bulls, Bulls, Bulls is, a, is a bad coach. Todd yeah. Bulls is a bad head coach. He, he was with the Jets. I think a lot of people made excuses for him because of the organization he was in. They said, oh, yeah, wait till he coaches a good team. No, Todd Bowles is a bad head coach. No, yeah. And again, the offenses, I think, you know, that hasn't helped the offense this year. I, yeah, he's just been so conservative. And it's been a lot different, you know, that now that they don't have Arians. It, it you know, that's another thing. You know, maybe they'd be a couple wins better with Arians, but I don't think still it would be much better with everything that's gone gone on this year with them. So, 
yeah, I just, yeah, it's not the, not the same Tom Brady, but yeah, at 45, I can't, it's tough to expect him to be the same guy that he's been the last two decades. It, it, it really is. But um, yeah, you're kind of starting to see a little bit of decline for him, but you know, um, I just, you know, and again, I, I think part of it too, just kind of the team around just, it's just been a um, really rough year for him. Absolutely. 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 So we'll get to some of the Saturday games. We'll get to the 4:30 game first with the Brown, Ravens and the Browns. And I think this is a close competitive game, but even though the Ravens probably won't have Lamar Jackson, I'm still picking them to win this game because of their running game. J.K. Dobbins came back last week, and he made a big impact. And I just don't think Deshaun Watson is is playing very well right now. I think he's very rusty. He did not play well in his first two weeks. I think that continues this week because the Ravens' defense is going to limit Nick Chubb on the ground. And that's why I got the Ravens winning a close competitive game, 23-19. to 19. But, Justin, can Watson help the Browns get revenge on what happened to them in Week 7 against the Ravens? I think they do got the Browns 20 to 16, you know, first home game for Watson, another week of practice with those, um, with his offense, I think helps him a little bit. And I, I think for the Browns to kind of give him the edge, because who knows who's starting at quarterback for the Ravens. And I, I think the Browns are going to be able to throw the ball a bit a, as well. And I do think that will open up for Chubb. Again, I don't think Watson's, yeah, Watson's not played well. I think he plays a little bit better. I think he plays well enough. And again, the Ravens last week kind of benefited, benefited off three turnovers. I don't think they, you know, you know, I think it'll be a little bit tougher this week to do that against the Browns. I think at home, they'll figure it out. I think um, Chubb has a good enough game on the ground. I think Watson, um, you know, is able to get the, you know, the ball to wide receivers, the people's Jones, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Cooper can come back this week or even, you know, getting tight ends and Harrison Bryant or, uh, you know, could, could have a decent day. So I think the Browns figure out a way at home to do enough right now against the Ravens, which I, I don't, and I don't know who's going to start a quarterback right now. Yeah. We're not sure. It could be Tyler Huntley, probably Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. Cause I doubt Lamar is going to play on Saturday, but we'll go to the first game on Saturday between the Colts and the Vikings. And I think the Vikings win this game. I think we win it by a couple scores. I think the Colts may stay competitive for a little while, but I think Ryan's going to turn the ball just like, just like they did in the, not, not to the level that they did in the Dallas game, but I think they're going to turn the ball over a couple times in the second half. I think Kirk Cousins is going to throw a couple touchdown passes too. I think he's going to play a pretty good game. And I got the Vikings winning this, getting back on track, winning this game 27 to 13. But Justin, can Matt Ryan lead the Colts to an upset win in Minnesota? I don't think so. I got the Vikings 27 to 20. Um, yeah, I think Ryan's going to get sacked a couple times, but I think he'll make some completions because the Vikings just, you know, they give so much cushion. Yeah, they play that. They, yeah, they play that zone coverage that everybody yeah. is carving up right now. Yeah, and I, I think you know Ryan will have some success against that. I, I, you know, and I think Jonathan Taylor will have a decent game on the ground. You know, I, I think the, the Colts will play. You know, will play well. I think they'll move the ball against this um, Vikings defense. But I just I don't see them being able to keep up. And you know, and you know they're they're just not going to be able to score enough in this one. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think a big turnover by Matt Ryan is going to hurt him in this one. But I do think they keep this thing close because of how bad the Vikings defense has been. Um, but just, I, just they just don't have the offensive weapons to um, outscore the Vikings. We got a interconference, interesting game in Jacksonville this week as the Cowboys travel to Jacksonville to face the, face the, face the Jaguars. Cowboys did not look like a Super Bowl contender last week. Dak Prescott didn't. Outside of the last drive, Dak Prescott struggled. Uh, they, they almost lost to the worst team in football. And I, I just, I think this team is good. I just don't think this team is great. And I think this is going to be another week where they're going to struggle. I think this another, and I think they're going to lose, end up losing. If Lawrence is healthy, I might change this pick. If Lawrence is healthy, I think they lose this game because there is not a quarterback because since week nine, 
Lawrence has been outstanding. Nine touchdowns, zero picks. Team is the team has gone three and two. Uh, and I think he has a big week this week. I think he has another really good game. I think he throws a couple touchdown passes, and I do think Dak's going to throw another pick. Since Dak has came back, he's thrown eight interceptions. He's had three multi-pick games. He has proven this year that he is not a great quarterback. He is a tier two quarterback. You could argue he's top 10. He's definitely not a top five quarterback. He's definitely proven that this year, and I think this is where the Cowboys get upset, and they're looking at the Eagles, the huge game against the Eagles, and you saw Micah Parsons talking junk about Jalen Hurts worry about playing the Jaguars and worry about winning this game before next week's game. I think the Cowboys, this is their mentality. This is the culture there. They're, I think they're going to be looking ahead a little bit. And I got the Jaguars pulling the upset 28-24. to 24. But Justin, can Dak get the Cowboys to 11-3 before their huge matchup against the Eagles? Yeah, you're convincing me to change my pick here. I got the Cowboys 27-24. <laughs> to 24. You may be right. The Cowboys last week were kind of playing around with the Texans, and they, they, got, a, they got lucky to win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, as you mentioned, Lawrence has been playing really, really well. I think he does have another big day this week. Um, but you know, I think Dallas offense is a little bit too much for him. I think they, they do spread the ball. Um, Evan Ingram had a nice game last week. You know, Christian Kirk's had a really nice year for him. Um, you know, I think the Jags score some points, but I think they do struggle a little bit to um to slow down the Cowboys offense, and I don't think they keep up enough. And I think the Cowboys find a way to to um avoid another scare this week and i get the cowboys 27 to uh 24 two questions about these two teams first one is is how far do you think dallas is going to go in the playoffs second is trevor lawrence is he is, is he better than Justin? would you take trevor lawrence over justin fields right now in terms of the best quarterback in the 2021 draft class for me i think the cowboys losing the first round to, to tampa <laughs> that's crazy to say but i think losing the first round of tampa and right now last week made me say that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the 2021 draft class for, uh, so for the, um, for the Cowboys, I will say, yes, they lose to Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, I, I, I still think, you know, Tom Brady yeah, at home. I think, I think the way they played last week, Dallas, I, I could totally see it. Them finding a way to, to lose another game. And yeah, for Lawrence right now, I, would have to say yes. You know, again, Justin Fields looked a lot better the last couple weeks. I know he's been injured, you know, it, it's, but it's mostly been with his legs. I think he's made a couple of really nice throws, um, you know, but again, you know, Lawrence does have a lot more pieces around him offensively, which yeah, helps. That's, and that's I, a good point. Yep. Yeah. And but Doug I, Peterson as well has made a exactly, huge difference for him. Exactly. Exactly. I, th I think the thing though, with Fields though, is those fourth quarter picks, that fourth quarter pick against the lions, that fourth quarter pick, against the Packers, that fourth quarter pick against the Falcons. I, I think Justin Fields is really good. He's just got to cut down on those late game interceptions. And Trevor Lawrence had a, has thrown some bad interceptions too. He had that bad interception against the Broncos that cost them game, that cost them the game. But I really think Trevor Lawrence is really starting to develop as like a top 15, top 10 quarterback, especially over the last month. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, you know, you've seen it right at, since after that bye. you know, it, it seems like they've really figured some things out. Um, you know, outside that Lions game, they they've they've played really well. So yeah, I can see. You know, again, Lawrence is kind of there's a lot of pressure on him to come in because you know everyone's saying he was like the next kind of like Andrew Luck out of the draft, like he was you know the the not miss guy, you know, and all that. And I think there's a lot of pressure. And for what happened last year with Meyer, I think you know set them back a little bit. But absolutely, I think you know, I you know, and I think I said it after the Lions game. You know, I or um. It wasn't the line game. It was right around after, I think it was their first win after the bye. He sounded a lot more confident. And, it, you know, 
and just the tone of his voice, like it kind of sounded like, you know, he was starting to get confident and I, and I do, and you do see that with that offense right now. Um, so yeah, right now I do think fields is, um, you know, better than fields right now and, and everybody else and the, all the other quarterbacks in that draft class. Uh, yeah. 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 But I, I, I think it's close, but I take Trevor Lawrence a little bit. Uh, I, I take Lawrence uh, over fields by a little, by a little, I think fields is very, very close, but Moving on to another game, and it is Justin Fields as his Bears face, I think, right now is clearly the best team in the NFC with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I like Justin Fields a lot, but this game's not going to be close. I, the Eagles just this, – this is one of the best rosters in football against one of the worst rosters in football, and it's going to show up on Sunday. I think the Eagles get pressure on Fields, force a turnover or two, and I think Miles Sanders has a big game on the ground. I think Jalen Hurts throws a couple of touchdowns, and I got the Eagles win another game big. I got the Eagles beating – the Bears 34 to 13. I assume you got the same, Justin. Yeah, I got the Eagles 20 to 13. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder how healthy Fields is because this is the day where um I think he's gonna have a lot of pressure on him all day long. And I think the Eagles do whatever they want on the ground, you know, and even through the air, I think they make a couple plays with AJ Brown. He's been really good lately. So yeah, I, I think the Eagles do whatever they want. Maybe the maybe Justin Fields early on makes you know, makes a big play, keeps them in it early, but I, the Eagles will pull away and they should win by at least two scores. Another game, which I think is going to be a complete blowout, and this is the Chiefs and the Texans. I think the Chiefs win this game by a ton. I know the Texans competed last week and played hard, but they're not going to have their best player this week in, in uh, Damian Pierce, and I think it's really going to show. I think I don't care who plays quarterback, if it's Jeff Griskell, if it's uh, Davis Mills, I think the Chiefs defense has a big game, forces a couple turnovers, and I think Patrick Mahomes throws two or three touchdowns. And I got the Chiefs going to 11 and 3, winning this one 34 to 10. And again, Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got Chiefs 31 13. Yeah, I, I think Houston may have spent all their energy last week in Dallas. Um, yeah, I, I think Kansas City bounces back. Their defense didn't play well last week against Denver. Um, I think they do a much better job on that side of the ball this week. And yeah, Mahomes does whatever he wants against his defense. It's gonna probably be a long day for the Cal- or for the Texans. And yeah, Chiefs won by uh by probably three scores. NFC South matchup in New Orleans as the Falcons travel to New Orleans to face the Saints. This game means something because the NFC South is absolutely terrible. And But in this game, I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to take the more experienced quarterback. I think Kamara is a good game on the ground. I think Dalton throws a couple touchdowns. And I do think the four, this, I do think the Falcons run the ball pretty well, but I do think the Saints forced a couple turnovers from Desmond Ritter. And that's why I got the Saints sweeping the Falcons, beating them 24-19. to But Justin, can the Falcons get get revenge on the Saints from week one? I think they do. I think they find a way 20 to 17. I don't like the way the Saints have played. Um, turnover bugs has really hurt them. I think Desmond Ritter does enough. Again, kind of two weeks to prepare for this game. I think, you know, um, could definitely help them in this one. I think they run the ball well enough against the Saints. I think he makes enough plays through the air. Um, you know, he can make some plays with his feet in this one. And I, I think the Saints have a big turnover too in this one. And I think the, the Falcons capitalize on it. They've been playing, um, they you know, they haven't been great, but um, you know they they've played hard all year. I think they find a way to um knock off the Saints this week. The Steelers travel to Carolina to face the Panthers, and I think this is a game where the Panthers defense forces a couple turnovers. I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky playing instead of Kenny Pickett, so they force a couple turnovers from Mitch Trubisky. I think Sam Darnold manages the game. I think the Panthers have success on the ground, and I got the Panthers after this Sunday. Who would have thought this after they fired Matt Rule? I got the Panthers sitting in first place on after this Sunday at the Panthers sitting in first place at six and eight. I got them beating the Steelers 20 to 17, but Justin can the Steelers, 
uh, ruin the Panthers' playoff hopes. I'm with you. I got the uh, Panthers well. Seems um, I got the Panthers 17 to 13 in this one. Uh, yeah, you know, Sam Darnold's been, he's been playing. Um, you know, he he's been playing well enough in this one. You know, they they look good last weekend. I know against a bad Seattle. T- I mean, or a bad Seattle defense. Um, and, and yeah, with Mitch Trubisky, he didn't look great last week. And I, I think a couple of turnovers helped the Panthers this one. I think they get after him. You know, the Seals kind of converted back to the early season kind of woes. Turnovers, penalties hurt them. And I think that could be the case again this week with, with Mitch Trubisky behind center. I think Sam Darnold makes enough plays. And I think they find a way at home to uh, to win another one. And yeah, crazy that that team will, the Carolina Panthers would be in first place. Now, who would have thought it after they fired Matt Rule after week five? We got a big game in the AFC as the Titans travel to L.A. to face the Chargers. I think the Titans stay in it early because of Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry has a bunch of rushing yards. But the problem's going to be is, is Ryan Tannehill is not going to convert the convert those red zone trips into touchdowns. They're going to be kicking field goals. And I think the Chargers, you saw what Trevor Lawrence did against the Titans defense. I think Justin, it's Justin Herbert's turn to have a big game against that Titans defense. I think he throws a couple, about three, I think he throws three touchdown passes. Uh, and and I think that I think that the uh, pass rush, I think Khalil Mack makes a play, forces a turnover from Ryan Tannehill. And that's why I got the Chargers winning this game. And I got to win it by two scores. I got to win it 31 to 20. But Justin, can Derrick Henry carry the Titans to an upset win? I think they do. I got the Titans wow. twenty four to twenty three. I just I don't trust the Chargers. You're, I don't. You're, you're, you do not like Brandon Staley. Oh, I don't. No, I just feel like dead. This is a game they should win, but I feel like every time it is, they find a way to lose a game like this. You know, and I think you know. I know the Titans secondary has been atrocious, but I think they find a. I, I think Vrabel finds a way to out scheme Brandon Staley. I think Derrick Henry. I think the Titans just control this game. Um, you know, with the ball, you know, in Henry's hands, I, I think, you know, they have the ball for at least 35 minutes in this game. They just keep, they just play keep away. And I think they do it well enough because, you know, Henry's going to have a big day on the ground because, you know, Henry, Henry you know, I, I think they're, they're just going to struggle against them. Uh, I, I do think Justin Herbert, when he's got the ball, I think they do make plays, but I, I think the Chargers find a way to lose another a game. You know, I just, in games where they should win, I just feel like, you know, they always found a way, and again, last week, yeah, they you know beat the Dolphins, but you know, yeah, they had two, six trips to the red zone, and they only got yeah. th- and, and and they had to, and they kicked field goals, and then one they kicked like three field goals, and one time they didn't even make it. They didn't, they 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 should have kicked the field goal, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah, I you know that, and that's Staley's problem. It just you know that, and I think that's something that could cost them this week. Yeah, you know, I think they drive the ball, but I think they make mistakes or kick a couple field goals in the red zone. And I think that's why the Titans go on the road, and um, they're not a great team. But I'll take variable. I'll take Mike variable over Brandon Staley any day of the week. We got an interconference matchup in Denver with two coaches that with, that should be fired at the end of the season with Nathaniel Hackett and Cliff Kingsbury. This is going to be an ugly game. It's really, really ugly. But I'm going to go with the home team. I know Russell Wilson's not going to play. Kyler Murray's obviously not going to play. He's out for the year with a torn ACL. But I, I, I'm going with the home team here. I'm going with the home team, 17-16. And Justin, who do you got in a game of two terrible teams? Yeah, I got the Cardinals um, 17 to 14. Um, I had this game to tie, and I was like, all right, let me just, uh, you know, and I I decided to go with Arizona. I I think Cole McCoy plays well enough. I think he plays a little bit better, Brett Rippon. I think both defensive lines are going to get after, you know, the other quarterback. And, you know, I'll take Cliff Kingsbury to find a way to win a game December over Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, both teams are are horrendous. Actually, I did want to. 
I was thinking about it. So I think the one other time I've seen that many offensive penalties a game was the Jesse James game where Trent Brown had about six false starts. Oh, really? 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 Yeah. That, wow, that wow, thing, wow. that's the only time I could think about a team having more offensive penalties, but um, wow. yeah, I, I I'll take the Cardinals find a way on the road to win. All righty. Then we got the Monday night game, which we thought was going to be a great game before the season started between the Rams and the Packers, but it's obviously now two teams that are out of the playoff contention. And I think it's going to be a low scoring, ugly game, but I'm going to take the, the Packers. Uh, I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. I think, I think their defense is going to force a couple turnovers from Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to have the week he had last week. And that's why I got the Packers winning this one, 19 to 14. And Justin, who you got here? I had the Packers 23 to 10. It's supposed to be yeah, a high of three degrees. I'm going to end up in Lambeau. I can't imagine the Rams are going to want to be out there and play in this game. I, I, I think the Packers win by two scores. Um, they do whatever they want. I don't think the Rams are going to be there or going to want to be there. So I think Packer Packers play well. Well, Rogers has, you know, Christian Watson gets going. He plays well. I'll take the Packers to win by a couple scores at home. All righty. The Giants, the San Francisco Giants made a huge free agent signing. And uh, it wasn't obviously it's not the free agent signing they originally thought they not the free agent signing they want they they wanted but they said they they got their they got their consolation prize but before we talk about that we're gonna hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a four hundred one k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no... There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All righty, so last night the San Francisco Giants made a big move signing Carlos Correa to a 13-year, $300 million deal. It's a ton of years for Correa, but the Giants got that. They missed after they missed out on Judge, they got their guy. And the big question is, is are the Giants World Series contenders with Carlos Correa? And I'm and I don't think they're I still don't think they're close because they're probably gonna lose Carlos Rendon in free agency. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're there yet. So rotations, you know, as you mentioned, yeah, Rendon's not going back. And Minaya, I don't think he's going to fill that hole because, again, I, a lot of pitchers when they leave Oakland have kind of struggled. And I think that will be the case with them. And yeah, that lineup, you know, still has some veteran kind of pieces that, that you know, I know they got rid of Longoria and Belt, but, um, you know, I think there's still a little bit of work to be done there for the Giants. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the next question is, are they a playoff team with with Correa? And I don't think so either because Rendon's, Rendon's going to leave. I think eventually, now that now they have a ton of years to build around Correa, they eventually, in two or three years, I think they definitely are going to be a playoff team or even a World Series contender. But right now, I still think they're like an 80-81 win team because they're behind the Do- Padres and the Dodgers, and they're d- probably definitely going to be playoff teams. You look at, at the Cardinals, they're, pro- they're probably going to win the Central. They're going to be a playoff team. And then you look at the East. They're they're going to get two. They're going to get three. They're going to get three playoff teams with the Phillies, the Mets, Mets, and the Braves. So right now, I don't think the Giants are a playoff team next year with Correa. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, I just think it's too much of a hill to climb over the Padres and Dodgers. And yeah, that National League East, you're going to get those three teams. And I don't think they're there yet. I think you know, yeah, like an 82, 83 win team next year. Um, definitely down the road in the next couple of years, I think they will. Um, I think their farm systems pretty good i you know um but yeah i think there's still another year or two away you know they had a nice run two years ago but i a lot of a lot of those guys just had career years and and last year you kind of saw them really come back down to earth and cray helps a little bit but not that much no 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 not at all and cray had kind of a down year last year too so i definitely don't think they are a playoff team next year even with the addition of Correa. but in the future this is a, this is the superstar they can build around yeah, he absolutely is. You know, he's 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 a good talent. Um, he's done well in the post. He's played well in the postseason. You know, uh, you know, we know about the, about the, uh, you know, scandal there. But yeah, you know, I think somebody comes in, gives him some youth that which is good. Um, but yeah, you know, he's somebody. Yeah, he did have a down year last year. Um, but he's a really good player. He's one of the best shortstops in the game. And yeah, I think he'll have a big impact with the Giants. But um, yeah, absolutely not not right now. But yeah, in the next couple of years with that giant team, um, they'll definitely have a couple of chances with them to to make a World Series run. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we'll shift to the World Cup, and the final is on Sunday. And we're hope I'm hoping we get an Argentina France final. Argentina won yesterday three nothing to advance to the uh, to the final to face either France or Morocco. And uh, I really want Argentina France because and, and but but either way. Messi is going to get a chance to win a World Cup, which he was close in 2014, but lost to Germany. So Messi, even though even if we don't get France, we will get Messi with a chance to win a World Cup. Yeah, you know, and I bet that's what the World Cup wanted. Um, he's a huge superstar. Yeah, he played well yesterday. Um, yeah, you know, either France, 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 and Argentina be a good game, or even if Morocco somehow upsets, gets another upset again. That you know, the run Morocco's been on has been remarkable. It's been a great kind of underdog story. And again, that you know that that will help too. So yeah, either way, I think it'll be good for World Cup and whole. But yeah, Argentina and France could, uh, you know, that could be a really good game Sunday. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And we got to wrap up the the show talking about some unfortunate news. Yesterday, Mike Leach passed away at, at the age of uh, sixty one. He was the coach of a uh, Texas Tech from two thousand to two thousand nine. The coach of Washington State from twenty twelve to twenty nineteen, and the coach of Mississippi State from twenty twenty to uh, twenty twenty two. He he meant, he mentioned he he coached a lot of good quarterbacks. His air raid system is 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 the, is the thing the thing that he was known for. He was an offensive head coach. 
and he and and he was a really a great guy that did it his way, and he was comfortable doing it his way. And that's what you've heard for the last for the last couple of days. Is this was a coach that was comfortable doing things his way and had a ton of success doing doing things his way. So so we are definitely going to miss Mike Leach. I mean, he was always you could always get a good soundbite for him. That was for sure. Yeah, you know he's. You know, we always hear these coaches, it's always kind of, you know, they're always, you know, grinding, you know, 24-7 football and nothing, you know, and all that. And, yeah, he was just a breath of kind of fresh air. Yeah, you know, his sound bites are great. You know, whatever was on his mind, he was going to talk about. And he always kind of seemed to care who was kind of interviewing him. I feel like with coaches, they they don't care. He'll, you know, Leach would give you a more than a one-word answer. And, yeah, you know, the air raid, you know, the inventor of it. And, you know, some of the, some of the guys that kind of worked under – Worked on them. Who were his as the coaches? Were Dave Aranda, um, Sonny Dykes, who's you know got TCU in the playoffs. You know, Dana Holgerson, Sub Latrilli had a really nice run at um, North Texas. You know Lincoln Riley. Yeah, again, you know that that's another one. Josh Heupel, Cliff Kingsbury. You know he's done a remarkable job. He just kind of he's one of kind. We'll never have another Mike Leach. It's you know crazy. And yeah, he won at three schools that it's impossible to win at Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State. So. Um, he's a remarkable guy, you know, definitely one of my favorite coaches to just, you know, watch. Um, he did it his way. You know, he's really in, um, I hope the college football playoff, cause you need a 600 winning percentage. He finished at, uh, 597 and I hope they make, um, you know, I, I hope they make a change to that or just an exception to the rule. Cause I feel like you can't tell the story, part of the story about college football without Mike Leach in that area. Cause that has a huge thing now in college football, and it's even trickled its way up the NFL. So I, I hope the college football well, Hall of Fame makes a, the smart decision there. But, yeah, we, we lost a, uh, an icon, and I feel like college football never be the same without him. It won't, and in my opinion, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, a, a college football Hall of Famer. Absolutely. The, he won wherever he went, and those are not, you know, blue blood schools. And, yeah, he did it his way, um, did a remarkable job. And, and yeah, absolutely. I, I You know, he, he definitely – um is a hall of fame for all the guys he's coaching he, you know and the players um he's yeah he's had some really good quarterbacks and definitely deserving the hall of fame absolutely 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 so that's gonna wrap this wrap it up this week on sports talk with rnj for justin anafrio i'm steve risser we will be back next week talking week 16 of the nfl season and the nba's christmas day slate have a great weekend everyone Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.